Hey y'all, welcome to Couture Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Steele. On today's episode, the owners of KT Winery are on. These two incredible women own a winery in Napa and are about to make some serious waves in the wine industry. They are changing the game as to how millennials experience drinking and purchasing wine. By now, you guys know I am all about and love an epic customer experience. And this is exactly what they are providing to their customers. We get into so much in this episode. We'll discuss their first product launch that has just landed and so many hot tips and tricks for entrepreneurs that are getting started in their journey. Let's get into this couture conversation. Thank you so much for making time today. I have been so excited to talk to you guys about this innovative and exciting company that you are in the precipice of launching. So I will just pass the baton to y'all and Kristen and Macy, talk about yourselves. I want to hear all the juice. All the juice. (laughs) All the juice. (laughs) Okay. So my name is Kristen Taylor. I am the founder of KT Winery, uh, soon to launch, actually by this podcast, Launch, which is crazy. Even more exciting because now we can talk about what our first product. Yes. Yes. So we are a winery. Um, we (laughs) make all of our wine in Napa, California. So we're bottling our first varietal August 12th, which is super exciting. And yeah, so that is, this is the crazy journey I'm on. And then my co-founder Macy is here, um, who introduced us, which I'm super (laughs) grateful for her for. Yeah. So my name is Macy Mata. I am the co-founder and first investor in KT Winery. Um, I do want to set the stage. Kristen mentioned that we bottle in Napa. We are currently in Napa in a hotel room. Mm -hmm. Um, We have been crazy busy and this is our last in the hotel room meeting (laughs) before we pack up and and get on with all of our other meetings today. Um, Really excited, all direct to consumer. We've got some cool, creative products that I say um, are really geared to the millennial and younger market. We want to... It's almost offensive that the gap in the wine industry is millennial. Like I feel like we should be better than that, right? Yes, we should be. As one of the biggest wine consumers, right? Like we consume, I believe it's 40% of wine in America is millennial consumed. So it's crazy that there's not a brand really driven towards that. There's definitely some brands doing great things in the market, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Uh, Not in the luxury wine space necessarily, or the non-canned space, if that makes sense. But we're really going to shake it up. We're excited. I think Napa is going to really be quaking in about a few months when we release our next product. Uh, Even this one, I think, is going to create a little bit of a stir. I love a good stir because, you know, we are, all three of us were in the millennial age group. And that statistic is actually even, it's crazier that we make 40% up of the market. That is insane. So was that kind of, when you guys were creating your idea with KT Winery, what 
was your vision when you guys first started to change the consumer experience for millennials buying wine? So hopefully you'll love this. I can't wait. I don't know if you've ever seen, there's this movie Rodriguez is in um, on Netflix where she's like going through a breakup about a move to a different country, you know, different city, like across the globe. And she has this night out with her girlfriends and she's like, when Truth Hurts by Lizzo became so popular, right? There's this fantastic clip of her singing the song, dancing, and her friend walks in with more champagne and for mimosas and wine and alcohol. And it's just felt like that millennial experience, right? Like that brand we depend on when we're having, you know, that moment just occasion of celebrating the last night with your girls. We, when Taylor originally, Katie Winery <laughs> was created, it was about enhancing that experience, being a part of those moments. And that was the vision of how are we getting to be that brand, that brand that you go and pick up at the store to celebrate your girlfriend getting a good job, to have a great date night, to have a good girls night. How do we become part of those moments? Which, you know, ties back in greatly to what you do, which is creating those experiences. And that was the vision. That was the vision, honestly. Of course, it morphed as we learned more about the industry, learned more about what we could do. And we got some really great ideas of, you know, first to market products. And the naming, I think, is really what sets us apart for our brand. Uh, coming in with unique product names that are memorable, catchy, quick. Mm-hmm. We want it to be very, I, I, I'll use the word succinct. Like our messaging is succinct and very memorable. So... Yeah, all about memories and creating moments because I think that's what millennials care about. It's the experiences, uh, social change, what the company is driving for and who's making it, right? So now you have two women of color making this fantastic product that's memorable and driven to you. Yes. Buy it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I... You really brought up with that. That's good. I do think we should just announce that um, if we say the wrong name, it's not that we don't know our business. We just... (laughs) <laughs> we we originally were were branding everything with tailored wine, mm-hmm. which based was based off Kristen's middle name. Um, we were really pushing the line of um, you know illegal. Well, it wasn't necessarily illegal. I mean, as business owners, because that's who's listening to this podcast, right? As business owners, people totally. interested. Right. I will. I'm going to give a word of caution, actually. Okay. Before you go into branding, the most important thing you have to do is call a trademark lawyer. Do mm-hmm. not do it yourself because if we had done it, we would have pushed it through trademarking and it would have gotten rejected about eight months later after we launched. That's the timeline, right? So our attorney, we love Becky. Thank you so much, Becky. <laughs> um, we sent her this name and she's like, I feel like it's fine, but there's something off about it dug in a lot more. And there's a wine company, um, which I'm not going to say their name because I don't know who I'm allowed to, but there's a wine company with a similar first part of her name. (laughs) Um, And the trademark office would have seen our name is tailored as the past tense of theirs. Even though it's not, even though there's no affiliation, it really does create an area of potential infringement. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. You can go for that if you want to, but we're going to put it on our labels. And we don't want legal issues. Um, We're in law, so compliance is so important. Um, So we created DBA instead, Mm -hmm. also based off my name. So it's called KT Winery. So that's why we keep switching in and out, because legally, we are tailored wine. 
right? But to the public and how we brand, it is KT Winery. Um, so, you know, I think this was an emotional moment for us as founders because we had to, we were extremely grateful that we hadn't pushed any products out yet. We hadn't truly started the full bulk of everything we're doing. We don't have to relabel anything, but, but, we, branded. but we branded and we, you know, when you create, it's our baby. So we were mm-hmm. like, Taylor Vine, Taylor Vine, Taylor Vine, everywhere <laughs> and anywhere. And it just, so now it's changed up. And I actually do now when we are branding our, our labels for specific mm-hmm. products, because they're all really exciting and creative. Um, I, I love the little KT that we can slap on there. So they know it's us, but it doesn't take away from the message and the emotion of what we're trying to bring to that specific varietal. Yeah. Absolutely. When you guys are creating this brand, you're also keeping the customer in mind to define who you guys are with. And when they think of your brand, they think of something, you want them to think of your brand as well. So I think it was almost a blessing in disguise that you were able to kind of shorten the name and also make it a more encompassing viewpoint of what you guys are truly doing. I mean, female owned and operated winery, your own vineyard are you kidding that is so badass can we just talk about that for a second so i mean you guys are super impressive individually and coming together i would love to know so starting a company takes a lot of confidence right it takes a lot of drive and you guys just discussed a perfect description of a pivot when in a time during your either creating kt winery or in the past did you guys realize that that was your only option to be successful is to learn how to really like pivot. Is there any story that kind of like sticks out to you guys? Well, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> so we, as I mentioned, we're in Napa right now and we have our first bottling next week. So we're what on day seven of our countdown. We're officially yeah, seven days out. We are a week away. We're a week away. Yeah. Oh. Oh my gosh. I think the amount of stories we can tell on this are, you know, endless. But the two that we have dealt with within the last 24 hours, less than that. I mean, we got an email. This is the first one. Last night, we got an email that our label printer cannot print our labels for five days, which Mm. would take us to the the day of. And he's in five business days. Yeah. So it would be literally today. We get the labels like next week on bottling, on bottling day in Colorado. But it's not that simple because he's in Colorado. So we wouldn't really get them. Um, so immediately at midnight last night, we are sourcing new printers and going through the entire renegotiation of pricing and sizes, sizes material as soon as we open our eyes this morning. Yeah. This last thing we dealt with, and then first thing we dealt with. Um, yeah, I woke up to a call from a printer. It's not as like romantic as like a husband or something, but that's like what I'm at. <laughs> it's, it's, it's where I'm living right now. It was romantic to me because it was, it was, he is going to give us a 10% discount. We got that discount. So it was like, <laughs> hey, talk talk tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to take it from a different perspective, are you? would you like a career pivot or more so in entrepreneurship? I would say, you know, in entrepreneurship, I feel like when people hear about entrepreneurs, they think of this glamorous world, right? Because here's the deal. The amount of work that it takes for just a product to even get visually shown in front of a customer is the, is the curtain I want to drop. 
through this, these couture conversations, you know, because having an appreciation of what you're buying really starts from understanding the process of how something was built. So if you guys are going through all of these crazy things up until midnight, I want to hear the juicy raw details about, you know, when you were getting, you know, KT Winery started, what was it that really set your soul on fire to kind of, I wouldn't say ignore the hardships, but just be like, we're going to make this work, whatever it takes. Honestly, I feel like, and I feel like it's such a blessing what I'm about to say, but we have that reset often, right? We've had a lot of really big hurdles. Rebranding. That was probably our biggest hurdle. We did it in six hours. Which if you have a company before, that is no small feat, right? No. Like, on a Google Meet virtually from different cities, different time zones, yeah. and knocked it out. Wow. And branding has been an interesting thing for us because um, it's I experience. Think it's experience. I also, you know, you come with so much passion for the company. And not that I don't, but we, different things fuel our fire. Yeah. Um, it I, is named after me, right? So it's right. really different. Right. And it just, I was the one always pushing you in a different direction on branding. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have to always continue to remind ourselves, like we are already wine drinkers. We're not the target market necessarily. Like what do the millennials that are not drinking wine need mm-hmm. to convert? And so branding has been a very, very long road for us, our brand, and it, it isn't launched yet. And I I know it will go through more pivots, but um, mm-hmm. that, that's when we've had to get, we've been in heated conversations about this. Heated, plan. yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Macy and I do not fight. I just want everyone to understand. We do not argue. We do not, but we definitely have a very good discourse about, is this the right thing or not? Mm-hmm. And that comes, and brand is so important because... Oof, the pivots you can take from having a bad brand and putting all this money and investor funds into a brand, printing it, getting it out into the world, and then everyone going, what the hell is this? So, no, entrepreneurship is not beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a journey. And I was actually listening to another podcast um, where basically you're saying is you become an entrepreneur. Things get hard. Then you figure out how to conquer those challenges. And then as you grow, it gets harder. It's just like being a child to an adult, right? As a child, you would not know how to pay bills. You would not know how to do your taxes. You would not know how to do this. So you get older. So you learn how to do those things. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, great, now I need to care of my health. Oh, now I'm going to raise a child. It's, entrepreneurship is the same journey as becoming an adult, but you're doing it at the same time. So you're becoming an adult and becoming an entrepreneur. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love that comparison. It's so true. And the crazy thing is, is that you're trying to figure this all out at the same time and also try to stay sane and, you know, have some type of a sanity, have like that balance. So when you guys are, I know you guys have a lot of really exciting things coming down the line and things that I didn't even know if we were going to be able to discuss in this particular episode. But now that I know we can, let's get into the nitty gritty of what you guys are truly developing for your customers. Yeah. Yeah. So our first product, 
which I'm really excited about. It's called Mom Juice. It is beautiful. It's a product. I'm so excited about it. Um, We will tell you the skinny since it will be out. We designed the label last night. This is, but I'm telling you, no, this is. Oh my gosh. We had a label. It wasn't great. Yeah. We had a label. It was better than that. Yeah. But this is exactly how entrepreneurship happens is we finally spent hours going, starting the label, leaving the label, going back to the label, like trying to get creative and inspired. Mm-hmm. And I think at 11.45, we finished the label. We were pumped up. We're like high-fiving and dancing around. <laughs> we get, we cannot print your labels in for five business days. So it's like... The, the highs and lows of entrepreneurship like emotion are so bad. But, um, back to mom. They juice. can print this label. It's beautiful. Yes. Um, it is so, and to give some context maybe behind the label, right? Of course, we looked for inspo and art and fashion and things like that. But Macy and I both have this deep appreciation for flowers. Macy mm-hmm. has a beautiful rose garden. If you follow her on Instagram, at Macy Mata, you'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my flower appreciation is different. My great-grandmother's name is Lillian, Lily. And my grandmother's name, who helped raise me, is named Rose. So there's this deep appreciation for flowers there. Did we plan to tie that in? Not too much, but <laughs> my grandmother's, my great-grandmother, Macy's a stepmother, mom juice. Yes. Yeah. I love it. It really is awesome. And some cool things that we're doing with this. So the label has texture. It's a, it's absolutely beautiful. The, the back of the label, I mean, I cannot wait for you guys to just read this out loud. It's so it, funny. It is beautiful. Um, the wine, great quality. It yeah. tastes good. So the wine is Napa Valley Pinot Grigio. Um, it's a single thing. Mm. You guys know I love a good glass of wine. So, oh, yes. It's 2020. Um, like the grape is just, it's beautiful. We did not manipulate it to any uncomfortable point. It's uh, gluten-free, it's vegan, which most wine should be, but ours yeah. definitely is. <laughs> um, it's just a wine you can feel good about drinking. We also have 80, at least 80% of our packaging is sustainable. Um, depending on what month you get it, if we have to ship it during a really, really hot month, we will cool it down. But other than that, yeah, we wanted it to be something we felt good about releasing into the environment, something that we felt good about people drinking, mm-hmm. and also something out there for the moms. I mean, yeah, my mother inspired me when it came to wine, and she was the one who bought me my first bottle of wine. I'll never forget it, you know, Carlos Mondavi, uh, Cabernet Reserve, and that really did fuel my passion for it as well. So mom just felt like a very good thing to do. And Macy's a beautiful, a incredible mother herself. It just felt, mm-hmm. you know, so. A cool thing that we're doing with this product is we are releasing a cork bottle and it, both of them are in glass. And then we're also releasing a screw top mm-hmm. and it's, we've got the, the mom that needs to be at home with a bubble bath and pop a like, you know, take the screw off mm-hmm. and like get real romantic with it. And then we have the express version. <laughs> <laughs> For when you're at the playground and when you're at the playground with your, you know, other moms and you're like, you know what, y'all, I got my wine. So bring your cups. No Starbucks tumbler. And you're just like, hey, hey, Betsy, you want some wine? Right. (laughs) Right. 
So it's really, that's exciting for us because there's an angle there to market to moms in two different ways, but it also gives us the the research that we need to move into our next products and know really what this market wants and loves Mm -hmm. about you know, our bottles or about our quirks or about the sustainability, right? Yes, because one is way more sustainable than the other. So in theory, if this test goes really well, we can move to that sustainable model and know our customers are still going to love it and appreciate it. It's all about telling that story. Yeah, we didn't want to go full. So the more sustainable is the the screw top. Yes. But we didn't want to not have traditional court wine mm-hmm. um so it, it's really the perfect match to again see what's up see, see what, what see what the market wants yeah yes and i think mom juice is so crucial to the time in our lives being women being millennial women because a lot of us are becoming mothers or you know stepmothers in some type of a manner and y'all i don't know about you but i'm not going to be carrying around a corkscrew in my clutch so if i <laughs> i mean that's a bit <laughs> I mean, maybe, but you know, um, on the regular, not so much. And so it's so great. You're tapping into and really learning what the market really wants, because ultimately you guys need to appeal to a certain customer base. That's your focus. So I absolutely love when a picture is painted. How do you guys want your customers to really feel when they go to your store, they look at your bottles a man or a woman goes in to purchase something, what do you guys want them to feel when they're purchasing your products? I love to have a paint a painted picture created. So a woman or a man goes into the store. When they look at your bottles, what do you want to have them think about when they're looking at your bottles? I want them to be intrigued about how different the label is. Okay. I want them to go, hmm, that's interesting. But you know, if they're a wine person, they're not going to buy based off what the label looks like. They're going to buy off what the story is and mm-hmm. where it's going, and they're going to get impressed. Yes. <laughs> Valley 2020, right? And then they're going to read that story. And I want them to feel, I want them to laugh. I want them to immediately go, <laughs> that's yeah. great. Yes. Let's do this. Let's, let's just give it a try, right? Like, I want that journey to be intrigue and enjoy. So I'll give you a little sneak peek of the back of our bottle. It starts with the header is, they say it takes a village. We say it takes a vineyard. Oh, <laughs> y'all. That is such a great line. Copywriter, also who helped us with our branding for that six-hour thing, <laughs> the six-hour yeah. sprint. Emily is amazing. And of course, that's very specific to mom juice. And yes, the yes, that they will all that. be specific um, to the brands. But no, I think that, you know, as Christian, Kristen said, we want them to be intrigued and then we want them to really get into the brand and see, you know, we put a lot of work in what's on the back of the bottle and what you're reading and seeing and feeling, adding the texture. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's it's interesting because our wine is such good quality that I think, <laughs> you know, the price point. Yes, it could are, be much higher. It could be a lot higher. <laughs> this is a combo we have a lot. Um, also one of our other not fights, but fights. Fights that we have <laughs> Um, I'm really adamant about the price point. And Macy's like looking at the quality of the product, how much it costs us to produce it and wants me to jack- raise, not jack it up, 
you raise it to the appropriate amount, it should be cost. To the appropriate amount. It's yes. the appropriate amount. I'm being inappropriate with how I'm pricing. Right. I, I, but our market is millennials. And, and I have to bring myself back to that just as we have to bring ourselves back to the branding conversation. Right. We want to be the Tuesday wine, the Wednesday wine, mm-hmm. not as much. And yeah. our quality is special occasion. Right. But it's Tuesday wine. It's oh, I've tasted it. It is definitely special occasion. That's you have. You're one of like eight people. Yes. Macy came over. Um, this was a long time ago now, several months ago. And I was like, Hey, by the way, um, I'm launching a wine company. What do you think of this wine? <laughs> and I honestly would price your wine in, if it was just me being a consumer and I'm an avid wine drinker and definitely in a special occasion palette. Um, it's, and it's so exciting that you're wanting to price it at a value where you go into the store and you're like, it's a Tuesday. I don't really feel like spending, you know, so much money on a bottle of wine. I'll probably drink this if you're alone, maybe one or, you know, two or three nights. And then if you're with someone that maybe tapped in one night, so you don't want to spend $50 on a bottle of wine every night. This is such a girl's night wine too, right? Yeah. Like this is yes. the grab and take to girl's night. Yeah. Yes. Girl's night, baby showers, bridal showers. Everything. Okay. Every single It's thing. such a drinkable wine with or without food, with or without charcuterie. And And so how you guys are distributing this wine is also unique. And I would love for you guys to just talk about that a little bit because of how millennials shop and how our minds work, right? So first, how did you get to that idea? And what is this brilliant idea y'all came up with? Um, Well, we got to this idea. Actually, I don't even want to say, and I hate to bring up COVID on podcast, but we're still here. So we're going to say it. it wasn't COVID that inspired me. It was shopping on Amazon, getting things directly to me and being mm-hmm. able to order. It's there. It's yeah. beautiful. I don't think it inspired you, but COVID definitely brought the rest of the market. The world and, was and there. The proof was in the pudding that it almost advanced everyone by five to 10 years mm-hmm. on their ability to do direct to consumer on a regular basis. Oh, and feel comfortable 100%. Like, yeah. It's almost like being one of those people who have this, you have this idea, right? And everyone thinks you're absolutely crazy. Then something happens in the world and everyone's on board all of a sudden. But I have a marketing background. Macy has a tech background. And for us, it was, oh, direct to consumer. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's get it shipped directly to your door. Like mm-hmm. an apartment is coming to your doormat. You sign it, it's there. You can get it in two to three days. So we will be direct-to-consumer shipping in every state that will allow us to (laughs) Um, as our primary model. uh, We wanted it to be convenient. We, on the back of our wine bottle, we actually have a QR code. So if you're enjoying it, you can go ahead and order more. Send it to a friend. It's easy to remember. It's quick. That's also something the pandemic brought us was that familiar QR codes. As we all know, we went from saying, oh, they're so lame to now they're normal. Um, So we really innovated with the times, yep. millennials, and now Amazon's got us in such a pattern of order, it arrives in two days. Order, it arrives right. in two days. So we wanted to create a pattern with subscription as well, mm-hmm. right? If you love our wine, you can be on a subscription model. So now you just get it delivered mm-hmm. on a monthly basis, you know, whatever tier you want, however much you yeah. want. Right. As often as you want, pick it up. But no, it's all of the things that 
you know, the millennial market is doing with their, with their spending habits or their buying habits right now and um, how we can bring that into wine. And one of the biggest things for me is how can we bring this Napa Valley experience into your home? Yeah. All the people that haven't experienced Napa or, you know, maybe that's what's turned us into wine drinkers and the love of wine is deepened because we've done that. But how can we bring a similar warm or emotional experience into their homes to keep recreating it and um, and get a loyal customer base, 100%. But we're really excited about it as well. Yeah. It is so exciting. And I love the name of the first product launch that you guys are doing. I mean, it's so catchy. It's so... It just is one that you remember. And it's one you want to talk about with your friends. Be like, so I was drinking on some mom juice. And immediately you think oh, well, you know, wine, obviously, that's where my brain kind of goes or some type of alcoholic beverage, right? Because I mean, I may not be a mom yet, but I have nine nieces and nephews and I know that mom juice is definitely necessary. So it's this story that you guys are creating for your customer base that is so beautiful to share. And so, you know, when you guys do get going, I would love to talk more about the experience you guys are going to have on your website for your customers to share that story and and everything. But I want to be conscious of time. What, what did you guys say? Sorry. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't you worry. You are the queen of experience <laughs> for that luxury, that beautiful customer journey storytelling. So don't worry, you're getting a phone call. <laughs> well, thank y'all. I appreciate it. And I am so excited for you guys and where this brand is going. And when someone is listening to this podcast, the things, the feedback that we've received is, you know, they want some advice as to something that you learned, not necessarily even in regards to this particular company, but in you guys are at the luxury level. I mean, you're appealing to a specific market. You guys are in the luxury level of the liquor um, and wine spirits industry. And so what is it? If you could just grab someone off the street and be like, this is some advice I really wish I had. What did you guys, any time in your career, is there anything in particular that you would love to share? I'm ready if you're Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so Olivia, you actually know this. I started my first job. My first real job was a sales associate at my course. So I was on the floor selling bags, purses, and these are items ranging anywhere from $38 to $700. Um, I sold wedding dresses after that. So much higher price point. But what I really... Um, not just the storytelling behind why you need the bag or why you need the purse or why you need the shoe. It was the storytelling of you, like you said before, that process behind it, right? Um, So my advice would be two things. One, details matter, right? Like understanding that a certain leather bag, it's not just water resistant, stain resistant. Like they really made this so it's kid resistant, right? Like if your kid drops this, drops their juice on it, you're going to make it through. This bag isn't just for your laptop. You can put your kid's stuff in there too. And then there's this secret, beautiful pocket for your stuff, right? That story of customizing the experience to the particular customer you're talking about, right? The audience is smart. 
they know when you're disconnecting them and when you're just copy and pasting, right? So when you're responding to Facebook comments, make sure you're actually looking at what they asked. Don't just give a regurgitated back, um, comment back. They're going to know. They're going to feel like, oh, they don't really care about me, right? So that's mm-hmm. advice number one. Advice number two, don't sell based on your wallet and what's in your bank account. Yes. Sell until they say no, right? Exactly. Whereas we're so cost concerned, right? So we'll say no. There, there was definitely times I was selling a bag to someone. I'm like, oh, but this one's a little less expensive. And I get to the register and she goes, wow, you saved me 700. I think my budget was around a thousand for this purse, blah, blah, blah. That's normal. Most yeah. people don't show their hand with how much they're going to buy. So sell to, till they say stop, but sell to them. Don't sell to the generic customer. So that would be Absolutely. my thing. Absolutely. I love it. I love that too. So I think my biggest piece of advice is to run fearlessly, right? I mean, I say that because I know that I seem pretty fearless, but even on this trip, some hurdles have come up in my life on on other deals, not just KT, that Kristen has had to hear me have these conversations and, you know, they're scary conversations. Yeah. And even at the level that I'm at now, you know, this was advice that I got years ago when I was a teenager, like run fearlessly through this career, run, to, you know, keep going. And, and I still find myself telling myself that, you know, this is a scary conversation, but they haven't told you no yet, or you, you, you know, this is what it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. So I think it, or even with wine, I, I had never had been in this industry. Yeah. So I bring a lot of knowledge to the table, but sometimes I'm, a little scared to be as vulnerable as we are. And yeah. I'm like, person, I'm embarrassed to do these tastings. Like, what are the things that like, you know, like there yeah. are things that happen and she's like, just gotta do it. it's fine. You know, like, yeah. so I think that at, at a level and to get to the next chapter or get through something mm-hmm. and just know we're all a little scared. Yes. You're not, you're not in this by yourself. I'm, I'm still scared. <laughs> I had a scary ass <laughs> conversation this morning. You know? She um, did. <laughs> The reason I brought me soon as a business partner wasn't for the investor dollars. It wasn't for her, you know, fabulous hair and her Instagram personality. <laughs> but the was- hair is just another level, Macy, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was about her energy and how she walks into situations that she doesn't know what she's doing, right? Like she, even for me, because I hired her as a consultant first before she came on as a business partner. I actually paid her because I trusted and loved her experience so much. But if you can't be fearless by yourself, find someone who can help you embrace it. I'm not saying find someone to be it for you. I'm not saying bring a business partner on that's just crazy as hell and just being risky bisky. But... (laughs) it's not your business partner, is it your friend that's going to say, no, go bigger, do more, run, go. And that's what Macy is to me. So. Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) I love that. And one of the most exciting things when I see business partnerships is when you're pushing each other to say, okay, that's a crazy idea, but how can we make it crazier? How can we make it bigger? How can we, sorry, Macy, what'd you say? uncomfortable. Yes. It's great, but let's 
Let's go bigger. Yep. Yeah. Go bigger because that's how you break out of your comfort zone. And that's how you really make these big waves that you guys are about to make in this industry. I have to agree with you, Macy, when we are uncomfortable. I mean, there are a million quotes about this, that circle around us, right? But when we are truly uncomfortable with what we're doing, because it's new, we don't know every little thing about it. And we're learning as we go. That's when we're leveling up you know? And I have to say, I am elated that I have the scoop or the exclusive on this new exciting product launch of yours. This mom juice that you guys are launching, and it's not to be confused with what's already on the market. What you guys are launching is innovative and new. I can't wait to see the waves that this that this brings and your new label, because y'all know I love some flowers. I am so excited. Um, Olivia does have inside scoop on other products that we're bringing to market. We've got some first to market product. It's just, it's also exciting in the way that it works. We didn't necessarily pick for mom juice to be our first launch. Since we are legally a winery, it's all about grape negotiation and what really great quality grape we can get for the Mm -hmm. price point that we want for our cost of good so happened that mom juice was our first really solid perfect per- it was a perfect grape it was we got them to go to the perfect price it just made the most sense so we've got several products coming up as well it's, and olivia knows about yes <laughs> so she says it's so innovative I, it's I, coming I trust it us is, it is in on um, what is it on on deck five on deck yep two coming out around the same time Yes. The other one we haven't talked about at all, but you'll see it. You get to see it. Mom is the word on my end. And also too, one of the things you guys have alluded to, but didn't outright say directly is that until you launch, don't launch. When you're going to be launching something, make sure that you're really ready because it's that time and you guys are there in just a few weeks. Thank you for having us. I love that you're doing this. You're so great at it. Um, I'm not surprised that the first podcast was such a hit. So yes, thank you. Thank you. Y'all are amazing. I admire you guys, women in business, just humans in business and how you guys are overcoming all of these obstacles. And thank you so much for breaking down that curtain and showing us, you know, what really goes into it. And it's not all rainbows and sunshine. It's a lot of hard work, grit, late nights, and a lot of pivots. So thank you. I cannot wait to get my first case of mom juice. (laughs) And um, thank you guys so much. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and enjoy Napa. Hello.